this week's parsha it tells us that when Yosef and Binyamin met, it says Yosef fell on Binyamin's neck and he cried, and Binyamin fell on Yosef's neck and cried. So Isav Gemara, what were they crying about? So he says, Bacha Yosef so the Gemara tells us, uh, the Gemara is trying to figure out actually why does it say the word Savre Binyamin? Savre is plural. He cried on the necks of Binyamin. So the Gemara tells us that Yosef cried on the two bat Mikdashim, which will be in the portion of Binyamin, uh, which are eventually going to be destroyed. And therefore it's plural in the sense because he's crying for both the necks of Binyamin, meaning it's both bat the Mikdashis, which will be in his portion. And Binyamin was crying on the Mishkan Shilai, which in the future would be built in the portion of Yosef, and it's going to be destroyed. That's why by Yosef it says Binyamin cried on his neck, which is singular, because there will only be one Mishkan which would be in the portion of Yosef, which would, which would be destroyed in the future. So the Rebbe is going to be discussing in the Sicha, why is the base of Migdash referred to as a neck? So he explains, first with the Medrash, that the reason why the base of Migdash is, is called the neck is because it says on the Medrash, on the Pasuk, your neck is like the Tower of David. Ma tzavar nasun. Just like the neck is at the high part, or the high point of a person's body, similarly the base of Migdash is at the high point of the world. When it says it's at the high point of the world, it doesn't mean that its high point is high, the highest point in the world, higher than any other uh, area, because the base of Migdash wasn't actually at the highest point of the world. Allah, what does it mean? It was in the highest point. Of the, it was in the high point. It means like this: The Gemara tells us that when Shmuel and David Amalek were looking for a place where the future base of Migdash should be built, they said, since it says in the pasuk that the base of Migdash will be um, will be between the shoulders, shall dwell between the shoulders. So therefore, the base of Migdash was, 20, they put it 23 amas lower than the spring of Eitam. Meaning, What's the idea that it's between the shoulders? They said it's like the neck of a person, which is at the height of the person's body, but it's somewhat lower for, uh, than the head itself. So it's not the highest point, but it's a bit lower. Amri. And they said we should actually lower it a bit because it says in the passage between the shoulders he shall dwell. Meaning there's no higher, um, no more beautiful place in, on, by an ox other than between its shoulders. So therefore they translated, what does it mean at the high point of the world? It really means among the high points of the world, so the Mishkan wasn't the base of Migdash was not at the highest point of the world, but it was among the highest points of the world, um, and that's why it's also called the neck because the neck's not the highest point of the person's body, but it is among the highest points of a person's body. So So on the surface, it's hard to understand what's the advantage 
that the Beis HaMikdash is not at the highest point. He says, if there is no Maila being at the highest point, so what is the What's the, what are the Chachamim trying to teach us by telling us that the Beis HaMikdash is located among the highest points in the world? And if we're going to say that Goiva, height is a Maila, as is implied by the Medrash, then So I bezoi that the higher you are, the greater the Maila. So what was the reason that the base of English was not the highest point? Rather, they put a 23 Amas lower than the stream of Etam. Look at our R4. Uh, sorry, our R6. Because uh, this idea, we also see in Allah. I mean, it's not just a Medrash that is telling us the highest, something which is high has a great Maila. But we actually see this concept of, 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 of Goiva being a Maila, even in Allah. He says, we, the, the, when we make the bracha on the dalaminim by Sokis, we say, The Shaila is why? Shouldn't we make the bracha on Esrik? Because Esrik really is the greatest, because Esrik has both taste and smell, which is symbolic of someone who has Tyra Amitz, the Lulav only has good taste, which is um, rumors on the Indian of Tyra, uh, of uh, Tamil Chacham, someone who has Tyra. So Lechayr, you should have made the bracha on the Asrik. So the, the reasoning is, He says, because the Lulav is the highest of all of them, it's the most Chashiv, and the entire group is called by its name. This is brought from the Alter Rebbe Shulchanach, that the Shemer is higher than any height, meaning is that the higher you are, that is a Mila. So we see this concept both in Halacha and also in a Pasuk. So since Gvoya is a Maila. What was the reason the Beis Migdash was not at the highest point? Back in the Pnim. So, Vyuven Zeb Hatem Inyan Hatsvar. Shehum Mutsa Ben Haresh Loguf. So, we'll understand uh, this idea by explaining the function of the neck, which serves as a point of transition between the head and the body. Dine Klolu Sachai Subamoyach Shabaresh. Baham Shachasam Haresh Loguf. Hiaideyam Soy Sakana Vashet Vridim Shabagayran. Because he says a person's collective life energy rests in the brain and is tra- transmit- transmitted to the body uh, through the uh, through the esophagus, the trachea, and the veins in the throat. And similarly, the transmission of the seichel from the mind, from the brain, which is in the head, to go into the motions. As we know that. Um, that the way how an emotion is created is that a person contemplates on a certain idea, and when a person comes to the conclusion that this thing is good, for example, then it creates an emotion of love. If he comes to the conclusion that it's bad, it creates a, a, an emotion of fear or hatred. So therefore, this hamshacha that comes from the mind to the heart, it first has to go through the Meitzer Hagoyen has to go through the throat. And Hasidus explains, basically what works is, it's the external part of the seichel that gets, gets transmitted to the heart. The seichel in the brain, it's pure seichel. In the heart, it's pure emotion. So the throat is what takes the aspect of the seichel, which is able to relate to the emotion, and it transmits it. So the Goyen basically is, takes the, the external part of the seichel, meaning is the 
the chilek of the seichel, which is shayach to someone else, which is shayach to the midas, which is able to be transmitted, and it transmits it to the emotions. As the Rebbe explains, He says this that the seichel, the intellect, meaning is the external part of the seichel, is able to be drawn down from the mind and affect the heart. And eventually from the heart, it's mispassion and spreads out through the entire body. That's only through it going through the Meitzer Hagarin, the narrow organ, the throat, which is separates between them. So we see that the neck possesses a certain advantage even over the head. For the neck and the throat is what makes it possible for the head's purpose to be carrying it out, to be carried out. And uh, what are the, what is the two purposes of the brain? One. The first idea is that all of the limbs should receive the life energy from the head. And the second thing is that all of the different limbs should conduct, conduct themselves according to the power of thought which is lodged in the brain. So that is what the purpose of the brain is. And what the throat has, that capability to transmit, A, the, the life energy, and B, the... Um, the ability to, 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 to teach or to make sure that the limbs conduct themselves according to the, the, the desire and the seichel which is in the brain. He says, even though, uh, independently, the advantage that the head has is greater than the maila of the throat on its own. Therefore, it's, the, the head is higher than it even physically. Because as we know, Everything in this physical world really is drawn from the how it is in the spiritual world. So this that the head is higher than the throat physically is because even spiritually it's higher. And of course also because it has a much greater function. But he says, He says this quality which is in the head is only within the person's internal hierarchy. When, but when we're talking about the ultimate purpose and the mission of the head, the advantage is in the neck. There is an advantage of the neck. And this is specifically because it's lower in Madrega. Because it is the it is the intimate it is the mamutza, it is the point where it has the capability to transmit. The koyach and the yechoyilis that has that capability to transform the energy uh, and transmit it from the head into the rest of the body. So the Rebbe has an interesting R over here, R8. He says, He says, There is a difference between the word madrega and maila. And look at that mime over there. So the mimer actually explains what the difference is. So we said that the head is greater than madrega, but the throat has a maila has a quality over the head. So he explains over there, madriga means being higher in levels. Meaning is, he gives an example, you can have a tamad chacham, and you can have an ich pashit. So the tamad chacham is greater in his madriga. Meaning is, he might have a much greater understanding of Hashem, he might have even a greater love and a fear, and a much more sophisticated uh, madriga, higher than the ish pashit. But the ish pashit might have a maila over 
the person who is on the higher madrega, and specifically because he's lower in Maila. In the madrega, he'll have this Maila. Meaning is the Ish Pashat could have a Maila that he has a, a Munapshuta, he has this Inyan of Tmimus, that even a person who is a Baal Madrega does not have. So sometimes you, can have, you could be on a lower madrega, but still you can have advantages over someone who's on a, on a higher madrega. So the Ish Pashat has a Maila even on, sometimes a great Tzaddik, because of that Pshittus and the Tmimus and that Amun Pshutta that he has in Hashem. So also over here we're saying by the throat and by the neck and by the head. The head is, is higher than madrega. It has greater advantages. It's the source of, that's where the brain is, that's where the energy is. But there is a Maila in the throat specifically because it's not the head, that it has the ability to transfer that energy into the rest of the body. Back in the Panim. He says we could similarly understand by the base of Migdash, which is compared to the neck, that its Iker Maila is that it's a bit lower. It's, it's lower than the highest point. That through it should be drawn and should illuminate, illuminate the entire world with the Oraliki. Uh, he says this is the reason why the base of Migdash on one hand was, was among the highest points in the world, but it wasn't the highest point itself. Because if it would have been at the highest point of the world, it would have been completely separated from the world and would not have the capability to actually transmit that light into the world. Rather, it had to be a bit lower, meaning it had to have a certain shaykhs of the world that it would be able to transmit that light to the world. This is He says this is similar to the neck of the person, which because it's lower than the elevated position of the head, and it's closer to the body, therefore it's able to be a mamutza and he's able to, to, to join both of these things together. Meaning it's going back to the muscle of the, 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 the brain and the emotions. He says, if you add a pure seichel, pure seichel is not able to create an emotion. A computer is not able to have any emotions. So if a person just tried to utilize his mind and only thought and had no way to transmit that intellect into his emotions, it will never have any connection. So he might understand a lot, but will never actually uh, change the way that he feels. But it's dafka because the neck is not the pure level of seichel, as we said. It's the chitzonius, it's the external part of the seichel. It's the seichel how um, it's able to connect to the emotions. Therefore, it's able to have an effect. So when a person's purely thinking about seichel, it won't affect the emotions. But when you're able to take the seichel and you're able, in a sense, to utilize the external aspects of it, meaning is, how is this good for me? Seichel is about truth. The truth. So that... And, and then... But when we're talking about emotions, emotions is, how is this good for me? So the throat, what it's able to do is able to take this seichel and explain to the heart how it's good for you. So it's not a pure seichel because it's, in a sense, utilizing that seichel and saying, okay, how is this idea something which would be effective and something which would be beneficial um, to me? So it's not the pure seichel, but in a sense, it still is the seichel because it's, it's taking those ideas and just translating it in a way that the person would be able to utilize it. 
So similar idea is the base amigdash haprati, the the individual base amigdash that every yid has. As we know, the famous idea. Every yid has a has a base amigdash within him. Meaning is when the nefesh is not uplifted and exalted and completely separated from, from, from the oilum cotton from the body. Rather, the nefesh is working with the body, meaning is to, to elevate and to refine the nefesh of Hamas and, and his guf and his chalk ba'elam. Through that, you're able to make a mishkan and a mikdash to the oiris barch. Meaning is the neshama doesn't just think about ideas and alakus, which are completely abstract, but rather it meditates also on ideas and alakus, which in a sense get the nefesh of Hamas also excited. Siv base. So, al now we can understand why Yosef fell um, on the neck of Binyamin and why Binyamin cried on Yosef's neck. Why did the brothers cry on each other's necks and not on the head? Isn't the, the head the most important part of the person's body? So if you want, in a sense, be symbolic of the base amigdash, you would think, okay, so you should, Yosef and Yan should have cried in each other's head because the head would have been the most symbolic uh, part of uh, the base amigdash. And, and also, as we know, Kipshutli, that the neshama, the nefshalakis, is also, in a sense, in the head of the person. So shouldn't they have cried on the head if they were thinking about the base amigdash? Allah, the reasoning is, that the tachos of Bnei Yisrael is, as the Chazal say, I was created only to serve my Creator. That the reason why a person is created is to fulfill Hashem's kavanah in His creation, in the creation of all the worlds, which is to make a dir b'tachtainim. So that Taliba Vaidus Bene Israel, Shahar Kobadeshamai Chutz Mir Shamaim. She raises a Vaidavi Ikar Visharsha. And this is Tali on our Avaida, because everything is Bedeshamaim, Chutz Mir Shamaim. And fear is the beginning of Avaida Sashem, and it's its fundamental quality and its root of all future Avaida. Shaheim Yasu Dir Lai Spartahtainim, Aide Shakol. And the way how we make a dirbach is by purifying our body, the, the nefesh Bahamas, and our portion in the world. Therefore, the fundamental element in these efforts, even relative to the head, is the neck, because it's dafka the neck which is able to fulfill uh, and carry out this avayda. So the reasoning why they're crying on each other's neck is because even though maybe the head is higher, but the purpose of having an ashama in a body is not just to have an ashama in the body that we're just working on the head or working to develop a greater avanyura as it's relative to the neshama, as it's relevant to the neshama. Rather, the purpose why we're in this world is that the neshama affects the body. And what, how does the neshama affect the body? That's dafka through the neck. That's why they cried in each other's necks, because that which was the relevant point, that they need to be able to affect the world. And when the base of Mikdash was destroyed, in a sense, that was saying that Avoida had a, had a certain hefsik.
Now we understand why Yesim Binyamin Binyamin cried on each other's necks and not on the head. Aleph. Arisha shall ben Yisrael on the Shmasa in Lifkois. Shmas Yisrael gamashasachet haisab omna itayisbar. First of all, there's no reason to cry over the head. Because the Nasham of a Yid, even when a person does an Avera, it always, the Nasham is always faithful to Hashem. So the Nisham is always faithful to Hashem. I never did anything wrong. It's the body. It's the Nisham that wants to do the bad thing. So th- there's no reason to cry for the Nisham. And Bez, Tachlisa Shaben Yisrael, Ene Bereisha, Ba'vaydasa Shal Nisham La'atmai, Ela B'Tzavar, Lifo, Ba'guf, Ba'nesham Ha'lechel, Ba'elon Kanal. And second of all, the ultimate purposes of a Yid is not the, to do the Avaydah which is associated with the Nisham on its own, but rather the ultimate purpose is the neck. To affect the body of the Nefesh Hamas and the Chalkai Ba'ila. Therefore, they don't cry on that part. You look at Art Tezvav, the Rebbe quotes this idea also from the Tanya. Tanya Perak Lamazai, Hanashama Atma in Yisrichan Tukun Klal, says that Hanashama doesn't need a Tikkun. So, why did it come in this world? The reason why then it came into this world wasn't for itself, is rather to be Mamshech or to fix the body and the Nefesh Hamas. Gimel. So I'm so I'm not sure how it. Lama bacha Yosef al mikdashes bechalkas shabin yamin and yam bacha al mishka mechalkas shal Yosef. The chayr and rabbi kolach mehem alav lifkais achurbeis mikdash bechalkai who har adam karv eats latzmay. Now we're reaching the second part of the sicha in a sense. The second part of the sicha is going to be discussing why did Yosef cry bin yamin's base of mikdash and bin yamin cried on Yosef's mishkan. A person should first cry on his own churbin of the base of Migdash, which is in his portion. Shouldn't you first cry on your own base of Migdash, which is destroyed? We have this idea of Adam Karv Eitzelatzmai. A person is close to himself. Meaning as this is why you're unable to, uh, this is also a halachic idea. This is a halachic idea when it comes to testimony. A person cannot testify about himself because he's considered close to his own self and therefore he's of course biased. Um, even even if it's to his uh, detriment, we know that he he's not allowed to testify for himself. So, since a person is close to yourself, then what's the most relevant to you, of course, is things which are affecting you. So if your base amygdala is being destroyed, however much you love your friend, you're always going to love yourself more, as the Rebbe explains. Obviously, Yisrael. He says, it's such, this self-love that a person has is so great that even the mitzvah of Avis Yisrael, which even is explained by Hasidus, the great quality and extent of this Ava, nevertheless, what's the Pasuk say? You need to love your friend as yourself, as, with a chafadimim, meaning it's, it's a comparison to self-love. So what we're trying to say is just like you have self-love for yourself, you should have some level of similarity even to your friend. But, but he will never reach the same love that one has for himself. Explain the Gersa Kiddish. With that letter is telling you and elaborates upon the importance of being generous with Sadaka, and it goes on about how much you're supposed to be giving, but it still says over there when a person only has one jug of water and needs it entirely for himself, 
he doesn't share it with the other person because at the end of the day, your own life takes precedence. So this idea that a person is carving is also even it's 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 even true according to Allah. Meaning is it's not just a psychological type of emotion that a person has. But it's even halachically, that's how it's supposed to be that your car eats last way. Meaning is you, your first dechrais, even halachically, is for your own life. So if it's for your own physical life, of course, it's also for your own spiritual life. At the end of the day, you need to take care of your own spiritual life before you take care of someone else's. So with all the obvious show that we're talking about, that a person has to help someone else, at the end of the day, there, there, there's a very great responsibility over your own life and making sure that you're doing what Hashem wants. So each person has to be concerned about their own base of Mikdash. So Yosef bin Yanam should have been concerned about their own base of Mikdash. So the Shaila is, why did they first focus on their brothers and they did not focus on their own? That's question one. So it says that uh, Yosef fell on Yosef, uh, Yaakov's neck and he wept on his neck excessively. So the Tzara t- states, what does it mean that he cried on his neck? He was crying for the base of Mikdash that was destroyed. But why does it say oid excessively? The reason why he cried excessively, meaning there was an additional crying, because he also cried about the Golas Basra, the final Golas. So the Yev Galtzvarv, he cried about the base of Migdash was going to be destroyed. The Oid, and he cried excessively because he was also crying about the last Golas, the final exile, which is uh, extremely bitter. So Vyesh Litmaya. Why was only Yosef crying about the Churban of Esmikdash and the Golas and not Yaakov? So the answer that Rashi gives, that the reason why Yaakov wasn't crying because he was in the middle of reading the Shema, doesn't fit according to the Zayar. Meaning it fits according to Shrita Shalmikra, but it's not going to fit according to the Zayar. It's not going to be a sufficient answer. Because... He says, What is the passing talking about? It wasn't talking about that they were crying on each other's, uh, that Yosef was crying on Yaakov's neck because of the Chorban. Rather, he was crying on Yaakov's neck because he didn't see him for so many years. So the Pasik, the Medrash is, is stressing the great quality of Yaakov that he didn't cry for Yosef. Because it's, changed, it's emphasizing the greatness of Yaakov's service, that despite the fact that he hadn't seen his son for so many years, and for, he was also thought he had, that he was dead, nevertheless, he did not interrupt his Kriyishma. And even more than that, this great happiness did not prevent him from reciting the first Pasuk of Shema with focused attention as required. You're supposed to have Kavana for the first Pasuk. That's why we, there are certain halachas about a chasin. Uh, uh, it doesn't say Kriya Shema on the night of his chasna because he's focused, because he's not able to have the proper focus. But we're saying that ya- ya- Yaakov, not only was he able to say the Shema, he didn't 
um, interrupted when seeing Yosef, but he even had the correct kavana. But according to the Zayar, however, the question is, how is it possible that Yaakov wasn't disturbed and overcome by emotion about the Chur of Mesa Migdash? And he was able to have the proper Kavana, meaning it was a, such a great availus. Also, an Oval doesn't um, say Kriyashma because of the great uh, sadness. So how was Yaakov able to have the proper Kavana when when they're thinking about the Chorba Mesa Migdash. <clears throat> so Biur HaDavar, so Sif Dal tells us the explanation. <coughs> he says, He says, The union of crying simply, in worldly matters, is in order to make the person feel better, to release the tension. When a person cries for something which is difficult and something which is aggravating him, crying does not fix uh, the, the, the issue that he was crying about. He cries, and that this, in a sense, makes the person feel better. As it says in the Pasik, the tears were my bread. Meaning is when a person was crying, the crying itself makes a person feel satisfied. There's a physical feeling of being satisfied because of that. From this is understood that when a person has the potential to correct the matter, it, it, it doesn't make sense that he should cry and he should calm himself down. Because crying is, the purpose of crying is to calm yourself down. So that makes sense when there's nothing like a there's nothing you can do about it. So the crying, in a sense, releases the emotion. But when you're able to affect something, meaning is when you're, let's say, in a place of a situation of danger, so you can cry about the danger that you're in, or you can try to figure out ways how to fix it. So of course, the best way is if you're able to actually get yourself out of danger, don't cry about the danger, but go and do what you need to do. Therefore, when he sees the Churban of his friends, therefore he shares the pain and he cries out. However, this is because the fundamental correction of the problem is really not totally on him. It's totally, it's dependent on his friend. You need to help your friend, and you're obligated to help your friend. Two ways you can help your friend is, first of all, by reproving him in a, in a pleasant manner, and arousing Hashem's mercy on him through davening. But the actual bitl of the... Of the sins that caused Hashem to destroy the base of of your friend is totally on your friend. He has the free choice and he needs to do tshuva. And once he does tshuva, then the base of Migdash can be rebuilt. So, so, therefore, at the time when he does whatever he can to help his friend, and still after he's done everything he could, he sees the base of Migdash, his friend is still destroyed, so it bothers him, impacts him, and he therefore he starts crying. But but when you're looking at your own base of Migdash that's been destroyed, therefore it's not enough to, to, be, to content yourself with crying and weeping and sighing. 
Rather, you need to rebuild this base of Mikdash. You need to correct the situation and build anew by performing your Avaida and bringing about your own individual experience of your own Geula Pratis, which is your own Nefesh. And this is, of course, the famous Hayyim uh, where it says in Ha'ara, as uh, it says in Ha'ara 26, It's better one pu'ula than a thousand sighs. Fine. But there is an exception, the Rebbe says. He's says the only exception is when the weeping are tears of tshuva. Then the weeping itself is part of the improvement and part of the building. As it says, as implied by the Pasuk, place my tears in your job. Meaning is, when the tears is just to relieve your stress, then it doesn't make sense to have that um, because it's not... When, when we're talking about your own base of Middash, because it's not going to help. But when the purpose of the tears, in a sense, is tears of tshuva, which the idea of tears of tshuva is that you're, it, it's really a request for Hashem's help. As the Samech uh, as, as Sadiq brings on that capital of Tilim, he says that the, 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 the Shari Dimois is never closed, that the, a person who's crying, out of tears of tshuva, the gates of heaven are never closed to these tears and it's able to affect and it's able to bring salvation from Hashem and he's able to bring this divine help. So therefore, when you're crying for tshuva, of course, then it's actually helpful, it's beneficial because you're bringing down Hashem's, uh, you're asking for Hashem's help and of course that, that helps. That's going to help you. But when it's but by contrast, Ordinary weeping can actually weaken one's effort to rebuild his own base of Mikdash. For he thinks that he already fulfilled his obligation by weeping. So when it's to help you, it's to get divine assistance, and of course it's a good thing. But when it's just to, in a sense, relieve your stress, then it's not a good thing. Therefore, when we're talking about your friend's base of Mikdash, and you've already, you've already done everything you can, you've you gave him toichacha, and you daven for him, and you daven taka with tears, and you drew down Hashem's rachmin rachmanis. You've done everything you can, and it hasn't helped, because ultimately, as we said, it's dependent on your friend to do tshuva. Then you cry because you feel such, you have such anguish, therefore tears come, that, that natural response of tears that come because of the anguish, and it helps a person relieve that stress. Therefore, Yosef and Yamin each cried for the others based on Migdash. But Yaakov lay bachacher based on Migdash, ki hoya kairis ashma, ki Yaakov levim shakal b'nei Israel, lachain hein mishkam, hein based on Migdash, hein bechalkoi, hein asa betikin obini based on Migdash. But Yaakov didn't cry in the chur based on Migdash, rather he was reading the Shema, because Yaakov is the father of all Yidin. Therefore, both the Mishkan and based on Migdash. They were all in his portion, and therefore he was involved in correcting the build of the base of Mikdash. Meaning, is the idea of Yaakov reading the Shema, this is the idea of fixing and rebuilding the base of Mikdash. Because the idea of the base of Mikdash is that it should be a house which is prepared for Karbanis to be brought. And whoever reads the Shema, it's as if he brought an Oila. And he brought a carbon. So we see the Indian of Shema is the same idea as the Indian of the Yisimikdash. Because the main idea of a carbon is the person brings from himself. He's bringing himself as a carbon to Hashem. 
which is the idea of Mesir Snefesh. You're giving yourself over, your own desires, your own life over to Hashem. And Krishma, Mesir Snefesh, and of course, the whole concept of Krishma is Mesir Snefesh, that a person, uh, when he's saying the word Echad, he, he's misboinen, that he's willing to give up his life for Hashem. And we say, that even if Hashem would take my soul, I would still... Uh, I would give up even my soul for the sake of Hashem. So Yaakov, he was working on the union of the Beis Amikdash himself. He was rebuilding that Beis Amikdash. He was being med- he was meditating on the concepts of the Beis Amikdash, which is the union of the Kabbanas, the union of Mesiris Nafesh. Hey, Be'ein Hakshash Kevin Shoro Berucha Kedush Hamishkan of Hamikdash Al Sinu Leicharik Hakvar Nigzal Razel Mamai Lamai After Lasmizan. Don't ask. It says. Since they had Ruach HaKadosh, Biyamin and Yosef both saw how the base of Migdash and the Mishkan are going to be destroyed, then there already was a Gzermo Maila that they're going to be destroyed. So what is there to do? Meaning, as we're giving this answer, the reason why Binyamin didn't cry on his own base of Migdash and Yosef didn't cry on his Mishkan is because they had the obligation to work to fix their Mishkan and fix their base of Migdash. But Lechaira... There was a Gzer Melmaila. They saw Benavua. They saw with Ruach HaKodesh that's going to be destroyed. So if there was Ruach HaKodesh, there was a prophecy, there was a Gzer that was going to be destroyed, what were they able to do? They couldn't do anything, Lachaira. So the Taka should have cried on their own base of Midrash because they couldn't have done anything. But he says, you can't ask such a question because of course they were able to do something and therefore they were doing things. They were being Oisik and Avaida and they didn't cry for themselves. The Halaik Vayar he says, because the Chazal say that even if a sharp sword is placed on a person's neck, he should not refrain from davening and seeking Hashem's Rachmanis. Even when there is a Gzera on the Adam, and it's already been established and it's been issued, it can, still can be ripped up through a person's Avaida. As it says in the Gemara, that through the union of Tzedakah and Tshuva, and um, we're able to, of course, always rip up the Gezerah. And we actually even have a story that this is true. So it's not just a theoretical idea, it's actually something we see in our history. As we see with Chizkiya Malach, that Yeshaya gave him a nevuah that he was going to die. So Chizkiya tells Yeshua, finish your prophecy and go. And then after he left, he turns his face to the wall and davens to Hashem, and his tefillah actually help. And Hashem tells him, I heard your tefillahs, and you're going to get an extra 15 years of life. And that's how it was. He literally got physically 15 extra years. So we see that even when there was a Gzera and there was a Navur that he was supposed to die, nonetheless, Hashem gave him extra years of life. So of course, the same thing would be with Yosef and Yom, and they knew this idea. So even though they knew, they knew there was a Gzera for the base to be destroyed, they weren't going to cry about it, because they knew they could um, fix their base of and that's what they were working on. Vav. Amru Chazal called Darshene Nivda Beis Hamikdash Biyama Malav Malin Alav Kilo Echrivai. The Chazal say that um, in every generation, when the Beis Hamikdash is not rebuilt, it's considered as if that generation was responsible for it being destroyed. The reasoning being is because that means because they didn't do tshuva. Because if they would have done tshuva, then the Beis Hamikdash would be built. Mashlei Nivda Beis Hamikdash Biyama Nei Shabeis Hamikdash Shaparti Hucharv. 
that you say this about every individual. This that the base of Mikdash was not built in your days, it's because your own individual base of Mikdash is destroyed. Because if you fixed your own pratis this base of Mikdash, then Mashiach would come and he would bring build the base of Mikdash Shaklali. Look at Ara 40. That if one tzaddik we do a complete and proper tshuva, Mashiach would come. So for Mashiach to come, you only need one proper uh, union of tshuva. So this that the base of Mikdash does not come, that's clearly because you didn't do what you need to do. And if you just go back one more, this is actually halacha. It's not just a... It's not just in Yinapi Kabbalah, but it's even Halacha Lamaisa, Lahar 39. The Rambam Paskins, a person needs to see himself and the whole world as if it's as the world's as a scale which is which is perfectly balanced. And with one mitzvah, you're able to be machir yourself and the whole world, the Kafschus, and bring Mashiach back in the Panim. He says this, this meditation on these ideas, the kavanah, the ultimate purpose is not to sigh and cry, rather to do something, to act, uh, to make a gula pratis and to build your own base of Mikdash, haprati, which is in your neshama. Through this you will quicken and hasten and draw down the ultimate uh, redemption and rebuilding the actual base of Mikdash by Mashiach, may this take place in the immediate future.